Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hello! And today we're talking about volumes 23 and 24 of the Vinland Saga manga. And, well, before we get into anything else this week, I would like to announce that this episode is James's and my 100th episode together. Hooray! <laughs> That's combining our 63 episodes of Umami Manga and our 37 episodes of Titan Tea Time. So, yeah, this feels really good. And here's to another 100 episodes together. <laughs> Happy 100th podcast anniversary, Petter. Likewise, James. It, it it's great. I honestly, I don't know. It doesn't feel like that much to me, but I guess I mean it is. I, I obviously like. I know it is because <laughs> I I have counted them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. Yeah, to think that we've sat down and record well, and and you have edited at least 100 episodes <laughs> is is insane to me um you know it, it just it just happens over time you, you, yeah. you look like look back when we did like 10 episodes you know, you know titan tea time you would never think oh are we ever gonna hit that much that's so far away like you know, that, <laughs> would we even still be doing it but here we are 100 episodes later uh-huh. it seems now that we're that far it almost is like a blur honestly uh-huh but I still remember those days, the you know, of having to wait a week to talk about a new manga or not just a week, just wait a month before right. we got to, you know, talk about the next volume or something like that. And it's still happening now. So <laughs> yes. hundred episodes in, but uh, the wait is still, is still rough sometimes. <laughs> it, yeah, absolutely can be. And, uh, you know, it makes me wonder how many hours are there online of us talking about manga now? Like 100 episodes, that's like maybe 150 or more more than 150 hours probably all the content you need <laughs> so yeah <laughs> there's plenty i wonder if there's anybody it not i'm not i'm not trying to call anybody out but i wonder if there's anybody out there who's actually gone through and listened to every episode like Ooh, through I... titan tea time through a mommy manga and if you have thank congratulations you're a number one fan thank yes. you so much oh my gosh if we you, love yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> if that person exists <laughs> it's me um, it, I, I listen to every single podcast. Wow. <laughs> we are our own biggest fans. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But better, you've edited the episode, so technically you've listened to every single podcast. Oh my one gosh. Too. Oh my gosh. I, I, I absolutely have. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, like, uh, on top of that, this episode on Vinland Saga is when we're catching up with the physical releases, or the English physical releases of Vinland Saga. And we will, of course, continue to cover this series on the podcast. However, from now on, it's well, it's gonna be it's gonna be a while for the next one, and it's not gonna continue as steadily, obviously, since we're the plan is to cover each well uh, each volume as they come out in English from here on out. Speaking of waiting, exactly. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's gonna be rough, especially since we've well, we've both really fallen in love with the series so much at this point. So yeah, um, it's definitely gonna be hard to wait for the next book, but. All things considered, it's a pretty great catch-up point, I think, that this book leaves us with. We are, well, we're now right at the beginning of the actual Vinland saga, I suppose, you know? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's all very exciting. Yeah, just like you said, it's the cliffhanger is perfect, really, for this way, because, <laughs> you know, they just set off on the voyage, and you just have Thorfinn's serious face. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yes. There's not much else to... I mean, yeah, you know, we know they're heading to v Vinland, and we have ideas of what... I guess could potentially happen, but like, you know, it's not, you know, someone is going to kill someone or someone's overboard or, you know, it, mm. there's a lot to be left to be to the imagination of what could happen next. Oh, yeah. So, well, without further ado, let's get into the characters. 
Thorfinn, well, I love how much Thorfinn was also blushing when he and Gudrid were about to, well, have the, the love talk kind of at the beginning of the volume. <laughs> we are, like, he was blushing pretty much just as much as she was uh, at the, at, like, at the very beginning of, well, before they started talking, basically. And I, I thought that was really cute. And it also, I think, well, indicated his feelings about the whole thing. So I thought that was great. And it turns out Thorfinn did indeed have romantic feelings for Gudrid as well. Um, like, uh, they even got married and everything in this book. Like, a lot of things went down on that front. Yeah. Uh, or at least, yeah. well, a lot of things ha ha have happened, but there is a lot that we haven't really gotten to see. And I was curious, kind of like, what's your, like, what were... What do you think of that choice that Yukimura did to basically leave us out of seeing basically the first two years of their relationship? What do you think about that? Yeah, well, one, I, I thought it was almost slightly disappointing to not see Thorfinn and, and Gudrid for two, two whole years. Um, I, I guess to say disappointing, it was more like funny like ironic you know <laughs> the story just goes in kind of a different direction after you have like this huge confession and cliffhanger yeah. of what he says or how he answers and then we get a, a different story a different side story and then he comes back into the into the fold but it it almost is just not resolved it just it, it has happened so yeah that that was a bit disappointing but also the fact that we don't see what actually went down on the journey and, and I'm not just talking about romance, but right. the Miklagard escapades and how they got thrown into jail, apparently. But we never, <laughs> yeah. we never hear any more of that. And I guess that's comedic in its own sense mm. that, you know, oh, they're about to explain this. Oh, well, let's not talk about that right now. We got other things to worry about, you know, right. that, that kind of stuff. But I do agree that it did seem a little odd for him to, well, I mean, odd's the wrong word. It's It's more like his choice was he doesn't want to focus on that escapade to um, that part of the world. Mm. He, he wanted to focus on, you know, the the Nordic side, <laughs> really. Right, um, yeah. So I, I guess I can respect that. And, you know, time is of the essence. I'm sure he's he's kind of running towards the finish line, Yukimura is. So there's mm. only so much time you can spend on things. But that all being said, I kind of would have enjoyed a... I don't know, almost a honeymoon or a blossoming of their relationship, their love. Because I don't, personally, mm. I don't think Thorfinn necessarily would have been incredibly romantically interested in Gudrid. Like, I, I, I think something was there as indicated by, as you said, like the blushing and, and whatnot. And mm. I think he was very, you know, surprised that she would find him interesting. <laughs> yeah, but, right. Yeah. I think I would have liked to see that that relationship grow, and it it, it didn't seem like it was at that point where they could just, you know, be a, be in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, well, so I actually sort of obviously this is I guess it could be classified as headcanon, but I kind of thought about because we 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 understand that Thorfinn, well, he 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 kind of sees himself as too bad of a person to be kind of to be worthy of having a happy relationship, kind of, and. Obviously, he's still struggling with that even after he and Gudrid are officially together and we get to see that. But I had a thought that, like, up until the point before they do get together and they have that talk that we don't get to see the ending of, mm -hmm. I imagine it's possible that 
up until that point, he was kind of repressing those feelings of oh. potential love for Gudrid because he, well, didn't think he deserved any of that. And, like, he kind of forced those feelings away from himself, even though maybe he deep down did feel those types of things for her. Interesting. Um, obviously, I can't prove it or anything, but I do like to think of it that way because, I mean, by the time when we see them two years later, they are very much, like, like very comfortable and, and romantically invested in each other. Yeah. No, that that's a definitely a great way to, to think about it. I, I didn't, me, myself, I didn't put it in, to that sort of uh, situation, but mm. I could definitely see that being the case. Although I don't think I'm going to necessarily call that head cannon for me, but I think it's a good <laughs> possibility. Right. Yeah. 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 I think so. But I think what I wanted to see and expected to see was a kiss of some kind, mm. you know, like that was, it just felt like that you're a married couple you you have a wedding day and and maybe that's not that's not Viking tradition or Nordic tradition I I don't know, but mm. it, it almost it almost felt like a a cop out not to have any sort of <laughs> romantic moment like that you know what I mean Yeah I mean I um, I do I do know what you mean I'm I'm still holding yeah. I hope to see it coming you know maybe in the next book <laughs> Yeah maybe he's holding back for more towards the end of the story or something like that. Maybe maybe there's some grand moment he has planned mm, yeah. for that. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like wedding day would be a pretty big moment, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. Like seeing like, seeing like a, a tender, loving moment between the two of them where they really show those types of emotions toward one another, like more so, I think, than we have seen. I think, well, the, the scene that when they were, well, when, when Gudrid woke Thorfinn up from his nightmare... I think she showed mm-hmm. some of that pretty nicely in that scene, but we didn't see a lot of it really from Thorfinn's side. But yeah, but yeah, I, I I'd love to see it, um, like well, more of it later. Yeah, have they have they like gone all the way as a couple? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, sure, they're sleeping in the same bed, but Carly is there. Like, it seems like they sleep with Carly on a regular basis. So it's yeah. like, are they just sleeping buddies? Is that is that what this relationship, the extent of? I mean, that's fine. Like they can do whatever they want. It's, for it's sure. their lives. Right, right, right. For sure. But I, I was mean, just curious. It's like, where where are we exactly in this relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thought did cross my mind considering they have been together for two years now, uh, uh-huh. and or well, actually three years now since a year passes after oh, they yeah, get to point. Iceland. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously to each their own and all relationships right. are different but i just feel yeah. like it it is kind of normal or regular for a a couple who has been together for that long it's pretty regular for them to have have sex and i mean i i could imagine maybe they had they could have done it even with carly there because i mean he's so little like he doesn't understand what's going on if Bruh. they were if they you know who like you know he wouldn't understand <laughs> like no <laughs> He's a baby, or especially, or he of has. Of course, to. he's a baby. Well, yeah, I, I almost wonder if it's if it, Yukimura is like it's none of your business. <laughs> like, don't worry about <laughs> I mean, it. Like, that's fair too. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Which is like okay, fair enough. But and it's not like I'm expecting any sort of scene like that. But mm. it's more no. so. And how how and, and how would you indicate? I mean, there's ways to 
hints at it and whatnot. But I guess that's not this kind of story. But the fact that they, we haven't even seen a kiss just kind of makes me like, uh, hmm. have, like if there if there was like a tender, yeah, like a kiss of some kind, and like I guess they've had an embrace, but it does seem kind of almost one sided in a way. Hmm. Uh, not 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 that I think Dorothy doesn't have romantic feelings for her, but it does seem that he's holding maybe holding back a little bit he i think he definitely is because yeah well because he's not well he doesn't feel like he's worthy of it like he doesn't deserve exactly being that happy uh yeah in that kind of way so that's why i think like you know maybe there hasn't been the next step in their relationship because he just doesn't Ah. feel good about that but gudrid's Um. fine with that like you know she doesn't she that's not really on her mind she just wants to be with him and maybe that's where their relationship is right now. Not to say that he, as soon as he forgives himself, like something's happened. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe, maybe that's a reasoning behind it. But yeah. regardless, Thor- I would like to see a kiss. Uh, Thor- I, I'm just thinking myself a whole. Thorfinn suddenly has the, that nightmare again, but but like for some reason, like he is able to climb all the way up, and then he wakes up from the dream. He turns to Gudrun, and he's like. Time to go to Pound Town. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, look, she did say she would help him in his dream, right? So, yeah, yeah. you know, just, just say it. <laughs> no, but I, I, jokes aside, I, I, I do like, I do like, or I, I like that idea that you, you suggested about, well, about the, the both of them. Well, kind of, well, they haven't, maybe they actually haven't gone all that way because of, well, Thorfinn's circumstances. I, I could see that being a thing because his situation is pretty special. Like, uh, mm-hmm. so it's, yeah, I, I could definitely see that being a possibility. I could be totally wrong. I could be totally wrong on this whole thing. <laughs> but it, it, I, do, I do think it's weird that we haven't seen the kiss. That's where I'll end it. That's where Fair. it ends for now. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, and well, for me, on the whole topic of Yukimura basically having skipped over their their first two years of their relationship, as well as the uh, visit to Miklagard, I am a bit torn on it. I do think it would have been nice to have seen all of that stuff. Like I think for their relationship, like the first two years of of most relationships is, is I think usually a very crucial time between lovers. So I guess in that sense, that's something I would have enjoyed to see, perhaps. As well as I mean, I think I probably said before I was excited to see. Miklagard properly yeah, not just yeah. you know like if a little flashback like we got here but while I was excited about all those things at the same time I kind of ultimately trust Yukimura enough to understand that it, perhaps there wasn't anything there that would have contributed enough to the story like overall like maybe there wasn't anything crucial from that like from those two years that would have given the story more meaning really oh well that's his decision to make, you know. He could he could make something meaningful happen there to the story, but he didn't. So, and and I'm not heartbroken by it. Like we we're at a point in the story where things are still exciting, you know, we're going into the next point, we're getting we're getting to Vinland faster. So, yeah. I think in the end it it totally works. Yeah. I I do th- I do think so too. Plus, uh the fact that even for us readers, like we were well, we didn't see Thorfinn and the gang for some time, even here, like in the book. Uh, so, like, their 
return to Iceland, I felt like to me felt great to see them again. Uh, obviously, two years had passed real time, but uh, and for us it had only been a couple chapters. But it, it was still the fact that we didn't see them for a while was still. Well, I, I still think it had a pretty good effect for their return. Mm-hmm. I agree. So yeah, ult- like ultimately, I am not upset really. So you mentioned the the dream that he had or the nightmare that's still haunting him. Mm. And I feel like, I mean, there's some other conflicts that are a Bruin, but that seems to be the one that's persisted throughout. Well, really from the end of season one, <laughs> the end of the first arc, the prelude mm. um, till now, the, these dreams have persisted and kind of the true antagonist is his own mental uh, health right if you will yeah so yeah. i'm hoping or i'm expecting at the by the end you know he conquers that and that's going to be kind of the the true piece for him i don't know how he does it exactly and how it's going to be portrayed but i do feel that it's building up for him to finally discover happiness yeah or at least acknowledge that he can be happy Absolutely. I, I think that once he physically reaches Vinland and once they are able to create a a good and prospering society there, I think that is going to help him a lot once he reaches that point. Uh, if they can. If they can. <laughs> true, true. If they can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's going to be exciting. going to be so exciting. I love how uh, in the scene where Halfdan came back to or he well he came to the house to get cordelia back we mm-hmm. got a taste of well we, we did get a little taste of thorfinn like what he was like as a merchant since we did obviously that whole thing was cut out as we were talking about uh <laughs> but we did at least get a little little taste of that as w- what he has learned really over those past two years uh and so i thought it was really cool to see all that and like yeah what he what he learned in mikligar and what we didn't get to see there yeah that was cool to see his growth in that sense yeah. He really is a trader now, like a merchant. Yeah. It's cool. And that is actually what the historical Thorfinn uh, was kind of known as. Uh, other than being the uh, an explorer who did things, he he was known as like a like a, a well-off tr- like merchant kind of. Hmm. Thorfinn Thordarson. Was there any sort of uh indication of Thorfinn's backstory that Yukimura has created whatsoever or what or do the history books just say he was a wealthy merchant and an explorer the whole the whole like uh warrior and slave parts I don't think there's any historical records about any of that gotcha um I mean there isn't much really on him I mean so, I'd be surprised yeah right if there, yeah. if there was much details but yeah yeah no there isn't much detail I know that well he and and Gudrid did historically get married and uh, so like so yeah i i did i did have that spoiler you knew from the, the whole beginning. time <laughs> yes <laughs> um and i remember when i read about gudrid i think well thorfinn was mentioned there obviously as well because they are married or they were married and that well yeah and that and yeah and he, he was described as a well-mannered uh, or something uh tr- merchant or something like that a distinguished gentleman yeah <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, so we have Thorfinn and Gudrid. They were a canon couple in real history. Mm. What about Carly? Is Carly a, a real thing? A real person? I don't think real he is. Baby? 
No. Okay. I know other things, but I don't think Carly is a historical thing. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Carly is great though. But I we'll, we'll, I think we'll meet touch on him individually a little later actually. Oh, <laughs> Just okay. a little bit. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh but Thorfinn and the others decided that swords yeah cannot be allowed on the ships to Vinland. Uh unlike other weapons like swords are designed specifically for killing other humans. So I, I like that point that they well how they came up with with that rule I guess. I think it's I think it's fair and it also I think holds a lot of weight in the story as a whole and like it calls mm-hmm. back obviously to to Thor's uh saying about, you know, a true warrior needs no sword. And right. I, I loved how that was called back to in one of the panels when Ivar yes. came to Thorfinn's house and we saw that one panel from when Thor threw his uh, sword into the uh, into the water when yep. he was encountering Askeladd. That was really nice. Yeah. Got to love those callbacks. Mm. But I agree. I respect that choice. And it, it's a smart choice. Or, or I say smart, but they do bring up some uh, pretty good arguments against it. But I, I guess I mean, it, it's, a, it's a choice that makes sense if you're trying to create a place without violence, a place mm. that there's no need to harm and you have no enemies. All the other things they mentioned had a actual use. You know, they were a tool for bettering um, their lives and making life possible, really. Right. But swords don't serve that purpose other than to fight, you know. I guess they could be used as a hobby, of course, but their main purpose, like the the reason they were created was to fight. Exactly, to fight other people. Yeah, everything else is like hunting and, and like cutting wood and stuff like that farming so, tools right yeah. yeah yeah so yeah it's honestly not something i'd ever really thought about like swords being like basically the only well weapon that is only a weapon like um uh that's pretty interesting can or, i bring or, my flail oh, uh, okay okay no, i guess I, mean... I guess there is some other things <laughs> but it's i guess not a sword out of like the the, the regular weapons i should say <laughs> But yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> I'm just saying, if someone brings a scythe, watch out. Yes. Watch out. Oh, I'm just going to, you know, harvest the wheat with it. Yeah, I mean, mm. honestly, like, <laughs> axes and, and spears, they can be True. very efficient for killing people, too. Yeah, you're right. To be fair. You're right. And obviously, like, bows and stuff like that, too. Yeah, but you need an axe. Like, spears I was kind of ant on. Yeah, I guess for, for maybe to bears. fish. I think... Th- oh, I think... Cl- I think they said if a bear attacked, they they would be good to have spears. That's what Anar said, but I was like, I think we got hills for that, so I think we're good. No. <laughs> but Anar is professor of the bears. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> he knows all. Yeah. But no, but it it's hard to build a village without an axe. Yeah, that absolutely it is. But yeah, then obviously Thorfinn did come to the realization when he talked to Halfdan about, well, how he was able to justify not bringing source of inland and and how that is by making sure that all sides depend upon one another in some way like and by doing that violence won't be in anybody's best interest and i i I love how happy thorfinn was after that in that (laughs) scene like it was so fun to see him that way he's like i'm brilliant (laughs) (laughs) i figured it all out yes (laughs) yeah peace through trading and dependency you know codependency i i Mm. I like that. And in some ways, our society is like that now. Obviously, it's not completely like that, but we are a kind of global society in very ways. You know, you right. have any sort of 
um, conflict or issue that happens in, in one part of the world and it, it affects the rest of the world in terms of goods and other mm. means. So, right. um, in that sense, that that vision of having this codependency is is very true. Not now, there's no not peace everywhere, and of course, and mm. but I think for Thorfinn's mission, it it fits perfectly, and I. I, I think back to some of the examples that you gave of what the Vikings were known for besides, you know, plundering and warfare. Mm. I think of the town in Normandy, or not the town, the settlement Normandy. Did, didn't they, they settled there, they, they probably maybe took it themselves. I don't know. I, I don't know the history behind that. Uh. But eventually they kind of simulated into the French or into the local people, correct? I, uh, I honestly I don't know too much about the Vikings' um, like dealings in in France. To be fair, but I mean uh, that sounds honestly. It's I mean it makes sense. I thought I you mean, I thought I was talking with you about it, but I may, uh, maybe oh. I read it in the, in the book. Maybe you maybe. could have put it in one of his forewords. I mean it it makes sense given it like similar things happened in England where they obviously were as well, where obviously you know yeah. since they were there for such a long time languages cultures and just the people in general they began to mix over the, all of that time so i imagine something yeah. similar could have happened in france as well yeah so that, that's why i'm thinking that if this we have evidence of this in, in real history hmm. it, i and i and i've avoided looking you know of actually the actual vinland saga and, and thorfinn you know just yes for, to keep from potential spoilers but I, him thorfinn mentioning this idea Makes me think maybe, maybe that it is possible that they can live in Vinland, and then just, I guess, merge with the, the the people and event and I guess eventually just kind of lose their culture. I guess I don't know. Oh. It, like <laughs> s- simulate because that's what cause that's what happened to these other places. I feel like is that they simulated with the people until they were just, you know, they didn't have the Nordic blood really in them anymore. Yeah, although there are at least in England there's still traces of the Nordic culture even though mm. it became it, it it became England in the end like it didn't it didn't remain a viking area but there are I mean even to this day there's there's traces in the language and in the culture of the viking days on in, in England but but I mean you are you are right though that well just the mixing in general like it, it was interesting cuz Thorfinn did bring up that that idea that like Ideally, you know, we would start marrying between between tribes mm-hmm. once we get to Vinland, and how that would be a beautiful thing. So yeah, like yeah, it's exciting to it. It would be very exciting to see all that. The caveat I bring to that is I've never heard about this like intermingling of, you know, different ethnicities. You know, the the mm. Native Americans, and or at least one of the tribes of Native America, and um, you know, I guess Nordic. Right. People, yeah, I, I had never, I've never heard about it. I feel like that would be brought up. Yeah, sure, we don't in America. Well, in the USA, we don't talk too much about Leif Erikson, um, and we definitely don't talk about you know Thorfinn. Like, had no idea about about him. Fair. Um, yeah. So hey, maybe that means they never reach Vinland, which would be really sad. But no, um, <laughs> I I think if the if there were to have some sort of big mingling like that. Uh, or merging, I feel like that would be brought up at some point mm. and not be just lost to, at least in our history textbooks, but I don't know. Anyway, yeah. uh, we've already talked about America's obsessions with, or I guess 
non-obsession with Leif Erikson. <laughs> right. It's all about Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything else on Thorfinn, though. Uh, but if you have anything more, shoot. They plan on returning to Greenland and Iceland often, I remember him saying. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, to me, it seems like such a, a tall task because my understanding of, for example, the pilgrims who came from, you know, England to settle in um, the colonies, it seemed like the trip going back and forth was harsh and extensive. But I guess then again... Great figures, well, but that was years later, a few years later, like Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson. Like they would go back and forth between Europe and America often. Yeah. But they were, but they were rich, and maybe it was a few years after the first settlements. It was a few years after the first settlements. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Plus, it was like in the 1700s or so. So that was like way later in history. Um, right. So, so it was was just. Wouldn't wouldn't like it be easier to travel to the New World than it would be in in Thorfinn's time, or would just the Vikings just that's <laughs> uh, superior in terms of sailing? Well, I mean, I don't know about. I mean, may I? I, I don't actually know. Uh, like comparing like sailing capabilities and stuff like that, I I can't really uh-huh. speak on that. However, I mean, it wouldn't have surprised me the, if that was the case. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know, but. I do know, obviously, well, we, we know that what what route they're taking, or well, roughly anyway, you going, you know, Iceland, Greenland, and then, you know, northern North America, and then kind of going down the coast. And I well, yeah. I don't know exactly what, what route they were taking, you know, the Americans, like, in the <laughs> 1700s, but, like, I imagine they may have just sailed straight over, like, across the Atlantic, making no stops anywhere, and obviously that would have made the trek harder uh, with the fact, well, in the sense that it's just one continuous, just long trek from shore to shore. Meanwhile, here it's just kind of a little bit at a time, kind of, uh, because the, the good point. The journey, supposedly, the journey from Greenland to North America, is the same. Uh, is roughly the same distance as the journey from Iceland to Greenland, which supposedly happens frequently. Hmm. So okay, like so, I, I guess taking that northern route is simpler and maybe you know even though it was like hundreds of years later in history um they didn't really understand that perhaps um you know in the 1400s when america was discovered by christopher columbus and then in the 1700s when the usa was kind of founded like maybe they still didn't really understand that taking the northern route was easier although uh, maybe ultimately it wasn't because they 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 didn't want to go to iceland or norway so like <laughs> since that wasn't their destination, maybe sailing across straight across the sea, maybe that was ultimately better anyway. But yeah, but any yeah, it's still a longer longer voyage to sail across the Atlantic completely. Right. When I when I read that in the thing, I didn't think about the fact that they're really just you know hop skip jumping away from you know certain points where they could potentially land and and not be stuck on it on a really on a boat for I don't know how long it took from. England to uh, America, but I, I believe it was a few months. Right, yeah, like, maybe both. like almost two months, maybe, maybe. I guess I, I actually I don't want to make a statement on that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, good but, point. But but yeah, hey, I mean, I take back what I said. <laughs> at least longer than two weeks, because for absolutely, for there's really, no like, way it was two weeks. Right, right, yeah, must have been much more than that. Like, um, because for for like for these people here, like taking Leif, Leif Erikson's route, no single trek or whatever is longer than two weeks or well give or take so like that does make it easier 
than sailing straight across, which must be many more weeks than that. But yeah. Yeah. Sorry to go on that, that whole <laughs> tangent, but just, no, it's all good. I guess it was just understanding. And it now makes sense that he would be able to make frequent visits to Greenland and Iceland if, mm. it, when the needs be. Right, right. And then lastly, just that Thorfinn fan service, like at, in the final <laughs> chapter where he's just like bathing outside, yes. steam and Ooh. like super, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wow, steamy, like. Very steamy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was great. And just that serious expression too, like, oof, it's, mean, it, he means business. It's just so funny. It's just like, I don't know. It just seems like it does. Almost like it wasn't needed, but then it, other people were like, "I beg to differ." So you know, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Uh, absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> ah, very well. Let us move on to Gudrid next. I think Sigurd had her pretty much figured out when he said that, well, that she wasn't getting things resolved with Thorfinn because she was afraid of finding out. Um, I'm pretty sure also that that's how she was feeling at the moment and i think it's a very relatable fear kind of like i mean i know mm. i've definitely had that like felt that way before so i thought i thought that was you know felt very realistic mm-hmm. but then she did take that big step to confront thorfinn about it like, so awesome so brave i know i've said many times before how brave i think she is but she really is a brave person in in these very real instances you know like, like in, in, in situation it's not it's not like i don't know doing some superhero kind of things. It's like more like these very real things that are relatable to us, like to, to anybody, like to do, to take these steps that are, that we all know is hard to take. Like, I, I love how that's largely um, kind of how she is depicted as, as a brave person. I agree. Yeah, for sure. It takes a lot of guts to not, not only basically tell somebody you like them, but then go up to them later on and, and say, okay, Let's have a talk. Yeah. Let's yeah. determine this relationship. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, do you love me? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, like she was maybe a bit too pushy there. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I mean, I respect her for it so much anyway. <laughs> but talking about that, I, she didn't care about his past. Well, mm. f- because she knew who he was, but only the only thing she cared about is if he loved her or not. Mm. So. That's why I'm so upset we didn't get to reveal the answer. Not even a flashback to that moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. It's his choice. <laughs> it it still works out. They're still a great couple. Gudrid's mm. awesome. Yes. Uh, it just would have been nice to see that. But I, I was like, ooh, wait, when when this moment was happening, and, <laughs> you know, butterflies and whatnot. And I like how she grabs, she's like, what do you call this? Shirt? Blah, whatever. She was holding on to her garment. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When she was talking to Thorfinn, I thought that was very cute. Mm. Yeah, it was such a tease when it just cut away from that. <laughs> and we didn't see yeah, them I, for several chapters. <laughs> I honestly thought we would we would go back, maybe not to that exact point, but at least a point where we get that acknowledged. But nope, mm. just... As, as if we were there. <laughs> like, oh, you know what happened. No, we, no I mean, yes, we kind of do, but anyway. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Her long hair is back after two years. You know, you yes. know of course she was gonna let it, let it, let it grow. Mm. So it, that's great. I mean, I, I think she looks great in, in most any haircut. I'm not, I'm not too picky about haircuts. I mean, granted, I, I'm not a huge fan of like buzz cuts. Not even for a guy. Like, 
Mm. I don't like buzz cutting my hair, but I, I, I don't really, I just don't, I like a little bit of hair, like a short hair. Anyway, what, why are you talking about my purposes? <laughs> Let, <laughs> please cut this. Let's <laughs> not be in there. Okay. Um, anyway, I think that Gutrid has a great hairstyle. Yes. No, she she does. And I, I also, I, I love it when she puts it off in a ponytail. I think that's very, it looks very good. I, ponytail supremacy! I, it, it, yeah, no, it's great. I will say, I, I, I like, a, a part of me thought we still miss it. I, I miss kind of the, the hair length that she had in Jomsborg. Like, the length she had there, I think, was really good on her. I agree. I agree. That said, though, I, I also love the way she looks right now, but. Yeah. I agree. I definitely got used to it. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and exactly. That, that That's kind of the thing. Whenever somebody, you know, gets a new haircut or a new hairstyle, like it's always a little bit jarring at first. Yeah, yeah. Or at least to me it is usually. But then obviously you always get used to it eventually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, she looks great. Um, she was worried a little bit that Hild would develop feeling for Thorfinn um, at a part in this book. And mm-hmm. she was even, even getting a little bit jealous of her. Uh, and I think... That internal struggle of hers, it actually it reminded me of a saying that my father has, or that he says sometimes, which is, if you want to become unhappy, you should compare yourself to others. And like, and I know it's easy to do that. It is very easy to start mm-hmm. comparing yourself to others. Uh, but usually it's really just completely unnecessary, I think. And it, like, it usually shouldn't, like, it's, yeah, you don't need to worry about those sorts of things most of the time. And uh, I guess part of that, like what Gudrid, like what makes her feel so down in that moment is, well, not only, it's not only the jealousy of, of or the, the potential that Hild might have feelings for Thorfinn, which I think she is worrying in vain there. But it was also, you know, how Gudrid would, like she felt like she couldn't contribute enough, like that Hild, yeah. she can do all these things, but Gudrid uh, can't really do anything that Hild can also do at least that's how she was feeling mm-hmm. uh, but I think Gudrid's strength her strengths are more emotional kind of like she can support the team by being there for them and genuinely caring yeah. for people in a very unique way like we saw with uh, you know how she how much she cared for Sigurd in the previous arc even though she doesn't like she didn't like love him she didn't want to marry him or anything like that but she still showed him a lot of compassion and and care that i don't think most other characters would have shown plus again she's one of the bravest characters in the group so uh, i think she has some strengths that she's just not really seeing right now um so i look forward to well to following along with the story to see her come to terms with this eventually and and feel better about herself exactly i think this is all a set up to well a setup that yukimura is building for gudrid for her to find her her place like to make herself feel useful and not Mm. to say that she's not useful now but i think we'll see her grow as a leader in a way yeah and an emotional kind of kind of leader not not to say like she cries for people like no 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 i see you know i understand though (laughs) she helps people stay on the on the on the positive side and she uh, really helps support thorfinn and 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 the whole group um, and not just just like oh I'll be here for you, but actually maybe taking a leadership role. And we kind of see that already with her, you know, telling people where to go in the ships and right. kind of making sure everyone knows what they're doing. So she she definitely is useful. Um, and I think she'll she'll find something that 
really brings out her, I guess, talents mm. um, eventually on this journey, I, I feel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Something that Hill just does, can't do, or at least it, that's not her forte. Right, right, exactly. They have different strengths. Uh, and, and yeah, Gudrid will realize that. Or, yeah, she, she, she better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm super, super excited for that. Um, but that whole scene is, is pretty funny because eventually she just gets so, I guess, frustrated and, and uh, jealous that she tackles Thorfinn and just starts, like, yes. you know, sniff, sniffing him up, you know? Like, <laughs> this is the good stuff. Yeah, it calms her. <laughs> Uh, that was very, very nice. I, I also like how she's like, Hild won't be the one to kill you. I will. <laughs> I am your wife. <laughs> you can take that a, a few ways. Uh-huh. But I, I think one way I took it is that, you know, she's so jealous of Hild that even the idea of her being the one to kill Thorfinn is like, <laughs> no, he's my man. I do that. Like, you know, like what? <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. I I just think she was just in that moment she was just filled up with so many emotions. Like obviously we had seen a lot of it been building up previously in the chapter about Hild and everything, but then there was also like she also just stood there watching Thorfinn deal with Ivar uh, and those other guys, which was kind of well it it, it was well a pr- pretty hard thing to watch perhaps. Uh followed by right right before that happened, Hild aimed her her crossbow at Thorfinn like there was a lot of just stress and and just yeah yeah stress overall I think that had just been building up within her in that moment so she she just needed to embrace him and and you know be a little bit wild for for a minute I mean I I guess so I I think it's I really think it comes down to her feeling inadequate well yes Uh, that that's definitely a big part of it yeah yeah but it was also just a stressful scene I think for her as well in general true yeah. But yes, yes. <laughs> and then I just like the line that Carly's just like, oh, look, they're hugging. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that was so funny. Yeah, that was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So this could be a hint that maybe this isn't the first time that they've been, that he's caught them hugging. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, maybe. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so right. mommy and daddy have to explain it. Oh, uh, we're just hugging. Yes. We just love each other very much. <laughs> Okay, good hugging. <laughs> Just hugging, I love it. I love uh, it. <laughs> yeah, but so this is so this is the second time that Gudrid kind of has the takes a deep smell of Thorfinn or like sniffs him up. Mm. It happened earlier during his nightmare as well, but that scene, that scene, oh man, something about it. I felt jealous. Like I was like oh, freaking Thorfinn. I was, <laughs> it's like why can't i have that you know what i mean like just like having some like an embrace of a, a loved one like come on that's that's like relationship goals of course so, uh, of course <laughs> i i totally understand what gudrun's going through in, in this uh jealousy no totally but i did not expect it to become like like her fetish like not fetish but like her her thing you know what i mean like the, the sniffing oh i mean scents are powerful man like i like oh, totally. I get it. <laughs> yeah. But is it common for people just to just start sniffing up? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. I, I guess how common. I guess it I don't is, know. But, but it is 
nice. I mean, I have heard of like sniff. you know girls stealing their boyfriend's hoodie and they they just sniff it and it's like it smells like him, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> that kind of thing. anyway. Yeah, that is nice. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> anything else on Gudrid? I thought she looked gorgeous in the wedding attire. Oh yes, she did. Yeah, yeah, she looked great. Uh, Thorfinn just looked normal. <laughs> like he didn't <laughs> dress up whatsoever. Why? <laughs> I, you know, I mean, uh, he's like, well, I don't know. Why bother? I mean, Thorfinn doesn't seem like the extra. I mean, that, not just Gudrid. So, right. I, but the, yeah. But were they really gonna let her off without, you know, dressing nice? You know. I guess. Thorfinn, they probably just did that. Like, he can do whatever he wants. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, maybe something like that. (laughs) It's an unfair world we live in, Petter. It is. Yeah, oh my gosh. I mean, imagine all the people who wanted to see, you know, dressed up Thorfinn. I feel sorry for those people. But at least they got naked Thorfinn, so I guess that's something. Yeah, you know, something for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, yeah. But yes, is that all on her, though? Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Then let's talk about Sigurd next. The MVP of Volume 23. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Uh, at the start of this book, when, you know, he was taunting Gudrid, sort of, or he was kind of <laughs> kind of rubbing her the wrong way, I yeah. think he did all that on purpose just because... Absolutely. I mean, he... But, well, just because that, that was the easier way for him to kind of get the message across, because he, he couldn't, or he didn't feel comfortable probably saying it in, like, a kind way. Uh, but still, obviously, he did care clearly, and he he wanted her to go after Thorfinn because right. he understand he understood at that point, and or at that point he wanted her to do what she wanted to do, and he just kind of put it in a or in in a way that ca- that he came off a bit harsh, but really it was he was just super sweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's definitely a guy who tries to be tougher than he really is. He's not honest with himself, and really, that's. Um, the same with his father, but we'll talk about that later. Right. It's really uh, nice to see him kind of accept the the more kind side of him, or you know, I- embrace that, and allow Gudrid to go after someone that she actually is in love with. Hmm. Let her be free. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just fast forwarding to when he's talking with Halgerd, Halgerd, however it's Halgerd. It's like the G makes a Y sound. Uh, so Haliard is how I would say it in Swedish. Okay, Haliard. Yes. He, when he's talking to her, he he admits he was jealous of Gudrid, from breaking free from half, half Dan. Uh huh. And that he expresses true desire. Um. So I I I just love it. I just love that we get this great growth for him. Yeah. And we see him becoming a man not to please his father, but a man to please himself. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And and to see like not only was he jealous of Gudrid, he was also inspired by her yeah, to to yeah. do everything he did. And I love I I loved like to see him yeah, just go for all of that. It was amazing. But when he returned to Iceland, Ilva mistook him for Halfdan at first. And I thought that was interesting because I think the Sigurd from like book 8 or 9 would have taken that as a compliment. He would have been happy to be mistaken for his father. But oh. now, like, his response here was just kind of, well, he, he didn't really seem amused at all for being mistaken as, as Halfdan in that, in that instance. So I thought, I thought, I just thought that was a, yeah, just a fun little, little sign of his growth, I think, up to that point, which I really enjoyed. 
Yeah, I didn't think about that, but you're absolutely right. He would have been so uh, <laughs> stoked if if someone had called him um, the spitting image of his father. Uh-huh. Um, but not, not so much now. Right. Not so much now. Yeah. And then, you know, he came and spoke his mind in front of his father at the harbor. That was right. So, such a, that such takes a, a lot scene. of guts. It really does. really does. And it reminded me of um, Olmar's moment when he talked mm. to his, uh, his brother and his mother. Yeah, just standing up to, to your family members who, who for, like, for all of your life have been so, well, kind of oppressive in a sense. It's a great, great thing. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, Omar and, and Sigurd are great examples of that. Different characters and, uh, you know, right. You know, I wouldn't say they're the same personality, but they definitely reach a certain, you know, adulthood, man, manhood mm. that, well, in the case of Omar, it was definitely his his father wasn't able to reach. Halfdan is a little more complicated than that. A little less cut and dry, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah. I think he's Sigurd's found a way to be happy without relying on his parents, um, mm. which is, a, yeah, like you said, a, a great moment for him. Right. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't care about inheriting his father's riches. He just wants to be free and shape his own future. And that's just, ah, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> Start living for what he wants. Exactly. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah the chain fight and conversation that he has with his father. Mm. Oh gosh. I think, it, oh. I think it's so good because you know, it's, it's debate where half them brings all these important um, points up about, you know, the limited resources and whatnot. Mm. But then Sigurd just tries to bring him in reality. Like I've been to the, the mainland. It's not possible. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> they, they will steamroll over us. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 and then just the fight and how, uh, Sigurd takes him down. Like it, it's just, it's just very well done. It's so good. Oh my god, I love it for like. So it's not just a physical battle. It it was also obviously like a verbal battle at the same time. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Like and Sigurd just knocked down point after point that Halfdan tried to make, and mm -hmm. like at the end of it, he says, "Father, this country has not waged war with another in over a hundred years. What wealth could be greater than that?" Yeah. Oh, and like yeah. he said that basically at the same time he said that as this as when he like physically defeated his father, uh, but I think delivering that line also won him the battle on the mm. on the like on the verbal battle uh, front yeah, as yeah. well. So like he 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 won on both on both 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 those battles, and yeah, it was a brilliant brilliant scene. Agreed. Fast forward, and now he's uh, married with a, with a grandchildren. It's wonderful. Well, not grandchildren, with a child, excuse me. So it's wonderful. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, he has great-grandchildren already? <laughs> Great-great-grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, we fast no, but... forward quite a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, but it's, it's, it's awesome seeing them return to Iceland there. And actually, something I, I thought was a cool little detail was that... So, the ship that Sigurd left Iceland with when he set off to bring Gurud back... It, like on the sail, there was an image of, of this. Well, the the chain circle, like a, a circle right. of a chain, yeah, just forming a circle shape. Um, but when he returned in this book uh, with uh, with Halyard and their son, the sail on the ship had like it had an altered design. Like it was kind of it was similar. It had like a circle of a chain, similarly to the previous one, mm -hmm. but it also had a another circle like a chain circle within that one, which was connected to the outer cir uh, chain circle, kind of as if, as if though the other, like as if though one of the chains was 
kind of restricting the other, in a sense, which I think could symbolize his new pacifist mentality. Hmm. Or at least that's how I'm interpreting that. Uh, I don't know if that's exactly how it, it's supposed to be, but I think that's pretty neat. Interesting. He uses one chain to hold down the other so that it cannot inflict harm, basically. And then, you know, there was this brief little chat between Thorfinn and, and uh, Sigurd after he came back there. It really wasn't long at all, but I just thought it was such a nice little moment that they shared there. Right. Because, I mean, mm -hmm. at this point, they have both grown into such brilliant characters. And even though it was just a short scene, it was still really impactful to me just because of how amazing those two characters are, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I liked how they're talking to each other as if they're lifelong, not lifelong, but longtime friends. Right. And said, but, 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 I mean, previously they, you know, Seeker was hunting him down. So it, <laughs> yeah. it's it's nice to see that they release, uh, they've reached this moment where they're just like, hey, how, how's life? Oh, going pretty good. Oh, great. Yeah. You know, <laughs> You become a great person. Oh, you too. Uh. So it's great to see that interaction. It really is. Love it. Was that all on Sigurd? Yes. Cool. Then let's move on to Cordelia next. Thorkel's genes are strong in her. Very strong. <laughs> but but she was born and raised in Ireland, so not really, I mean, not really with Thorkel, uh, which makes sense. You know, he, he is not that yeah. kind of guy who would be a present dad. But, uh, well, before we get into really... A, anything else about her, I just want to mention how happy I was about Helga's early kind of understanding and acceptance of Cordelia being a girl. Like, obviously, mm. being transgender wasn't as widely accepted a thousand years ago as it is nowadays. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's just good to see how respectful these characters are about it uh, in this book here. But even more than that, I guess it, it's, it's great also to see how, how brave Cordelia is to be able to be that open about that uh, in, in this time period when, you know, very few people, I think, had the guts really to come out like that about these sorts of things just because of how society was really against them, uh, even more so than today. Mm -hmm. Well, she, she, I think she, she had held it back for, for a while, you know. Yeah, like, I think, especially at least during her slave days, I think she has been, yeah. Yeah, she was trying to hide it, but obviously it was getting too much because she couldn't handle being in the you know in the men's quarters right so i like that like you said helgo quickly understood and that she was comfortable enough to open to them and that, and that's the key you know being comfortable mm. yes enough. um yeah, that does take bravery just to open up in general i do agree but mm. i think it helps that she had that safe environment um and yeah. people that supported her especially when you know half then came back and i mean he wasn't really a jerk about it. I think he was it's just what his, like I said, the mentality back then. But I respect that how, you know, Thorfinn was like, no, her name is Cordelia or, or whatever he said, like something along those lines. Like they, yeah. they totally respected what she wanted to be. Although I will say it, it is very interesting that we got, or I wasn't expecting <laughs> this sort of revelation that Thorkill had a son or a child, but now they're slave. And just, I guess what, what I'm saying is we had expected Thorkell to like come into, not expected, we wanted Thorkell to go to Vinland and just, you know, throw away his life. But right. in a way, we are kind of getting <laughs> Thorkell <laughs> into the story through his, you know, his daughter. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. So precisely, Cordelia is coming with him to Vinland. So yeah, Thorkell's blood is joining them. Uh, and 
you know, something that I didn't really think about on my first read through, but that I sort of, well, that, that, that I did think of on my second one is that Cordelia and Thorfinn are related, you know, like, I, oh, true. Like, like, I think that, like, I don't know, for me, it, it felt like, like a hard thing to, or like, like, like an easy thing to miss, perhaps, but, uh, but I, I did, I did think about it randomly when I read it the second time, and I was like, I guess that, that, that's pretty inter- interesting. They're sort of, like, cousins, or like, once removed, or something like that, or like, their, their grandfathers are, no, no, wait, Thorfinn's grandfather is brothers with Cordelia's father. Correct. So I think that, that, that that's kind of neat. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I love the way Thorfinn was drawn in Cordelia's backstory. Like, like <laughs> yeah. that's how she envisions him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it um, kind of reminded me of uh, Jafar's genie version from Aladdin. Oh. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that. Uh, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, I mean that that backstory was really sad. Gudrid's face after Cordelia was done telling her whole <laughs> yeah. backstory, like that was yeah. literally my face as well after I had seen that whole thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was so good. It was also good. Do you think her mother is around anymore, or did she get lost at sea for, yeah. for good? Yeah, I I did think about that a little bit, but. I think I kind of settled on believing that she is dead. Yeah. Um, I don't know where else she'd be or how she'd pop up again. So. Yeah. Unless somehow she ends up in Vinland, which would be really, really, really <laughs> weird and, and strange. Yeah. Um, it, it makes sense that we just don't see her and that she did end up getting lost at sea. Yeah. And it kind of also makes... It makes some amount of sense, I think, also for Cordelia to have been the only survivor, just because she is physically, like, incredibly fit, kind of, more so than most people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she has a maybe, I guess, potentially a, a, a better chance at surviving than most other people would. But yeah, then at the end of the book here, seeing how happy Cordelia was when she was gifted that dress from Ilva... That honestly got me way more emotional than I thought I would get both times when I read this. I, I you could just see how happy she got for for getting that that garb and like oh my gosh, it got me so emotional. <laughs> it was so so such a nice moment. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was a nice gift. Yeah, so nice. <sighs> yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see more of of Cordelia's character as we move forward here. Uh, anything else on her? Oh, I think that's all I got. All right, then let's talk about Halfdan. Then he's like so, such a softy in certain in certain ways yeah. that we see in this. He, he's such a softy <laughs> in this book. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he's mean and angry and mm, I hate I hate everything. Yeah, and then, you know, deep down he's pretty sentimental. You know, he really is. Yeah, and I think I guess that was kind of hinted at in book eight a little bit. It when, was. Like, I think maybe a, certain, maybe a couple instances, but the one that comes to mind for me right now is when his wife Astrid was, uh, well, well, she, she questioned, like, well, why did you marry me if the only reason to marry somebody is for, well, kind of financial gain or stuff like that? And he couldn't really respond to that, in, indicating that he actually married for love, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but here we got even more. Like, he, you know, the first we see of him, he's gazing out into the ocean. Uh, you know, which is supposedly something he's done a lot since Sigurd left, and <laughs> I mean, obviously that is a strong indicator that he he misses his son, uh, or he has mm-hmm. been missing his son over that whole 
that whole time. So that was very sweet. Yeah. And he, he was pretty willing to let his son come on shore. Right. Know, yeah. Despite the promise that he made, mm. almost to the, to the fact that he was going to be quick to forgive him. And I think, yeah, I totally think that's the case. Um, yeah. Not that he would say it, he, you know, <laughs> acknowledge it. Right. Um, but he says, no, just stop this silly business. Get on, get on, get on shore. Come here. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it. Yeah. But then when Sigurd refuses and says, I, I, I want, or he says it's his true desire, his face, his switch to like that, that mm. frightening face was oh so good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Obviously we saw, I remember after our discussion, we, we saw the cover of the book. Right. And we were like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Half done does not look happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess we were overblown. We, you know, in our fears and predictions a little bit, <laughs> but it's true that he, he did go like scary mode and, yeah. you know, uh, did everything in his power to keep Sigurd there. But uh, again, in reality, he, he he's a soft, a softy, you know, he, he cares about his son and it's not, mm. you know, he's not this evil, terrible dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Yes. Like some of the things he's done you could argue are not great. Right. But it's just, it's his view of the world. And in the end, he doesn't really, I said, aside from his slaves, like obviously that's not a great, that's a, not a good thing. Uh-huh. But he doesn't really treat people terribly, He but he treats them as if they can't do anything by themselves. You know, like they need, they need <laughs> a master, if you will. True, true, right. That That's true. Um, so yeah, I mean, he definitely has been getting more and more nuanced kind of for each book when he has appeared yeah. sort of like we had volume one then volume eight and now or book one book eight and now book 12 and it's been great to follow along with that i think it was also great to see how proud he was of sigurd uh, right even, even though sigurd opposed him or maybe rather he was proud of him because sigurd opposed him i suppose um but just seeing that and how he was i think he said at two points he he was like well, someone said something positive about Sigurd, and he was like, "Of course, he's my son." And it's like, I love that. That's so love it. So nice, yeah. Well, it it just makes me think that the whole, I guess, tying up his son and you know forbidding him from leaving, it was almost as if a test to see where Sigurd's convictions truly lie. Like if he was actually going to go and fulfill his desires, or if he was going to you know be uh, half-hearted about it. And right, right. And then, you know, his son, like, beating him and, and leaving was kind of proof to him that his son was ready. But, you know, he's like, of course he is. He's my son. You know, that, yeah, kind, of, exactly. that kind of thing. And, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was his true intention. Mm, no, I could absolutely see that. Yeah. And then he was, you know, he was the one to host Thorfinn's and Gudu's wedding feast. Right. <laughs> Honestly, I was I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, but that like, was I mean, such a sweet gesture. <laughs> and then he seriously offered Thorfinn to become his heir. Like, yeah. wow. That, that was, was also just, that was also a big surprise. Yeah, he was all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> he like, was. <laughs> I think a lot was happening to him emotionally, so... Yeah. You know, yeah, true. These drastic measures is how he copes. <laughs> that that is true. And at, I guess at that point in time, you know, he was without a child or heir or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Drastic measures indeed. But he eventually got his grandson, so, you know. Yes, exactly. Everything and goes oh to him. Oh my gosh, he was overjoyed to, to see oh his Oh my grandson. gosh, <laughs> so happy. That was so sweet. I've never seen 
a, a happier scowl than that. Like, that is <laughs> a scowl of pure joy. Yeah, and I, I, I also love the deed or the fact that nobody else heard the child say grandpa <laughs> only he heard it <laughs> so it makes oh me wonder gosh. did did the child actually say it <laughs> no. or was it just was it just his imagination <laughs> no he did not the baby did not say that <laughs> yeah, he probably right. just said something like like two gaga sounds that or sounded like... like yeah that sounded like grandpa you know and then he just went with it yes <laughs> because you know he's a total so- you know soft he's... yeah I yeah. love that. <laughs> I, I, I did love that. Mm. <laughs> but is that all on Halftime? I believe so. All right, then let's talk about Hild next. Gudrid starts to notice some changes in Hild here. Um, yeah. As she's taking more initiative on her own to help out the team and stuff like that. So that's that's a great change. Absolutely. You know, I think... Gosh, let me get the name right real quick. Tearlatch is that is that how you say his name on a Discord? Oh, Tearlatch Tear- or yeah, I guess Tearlatch? I think maybe so. Tear- yeah, Tearlatch. I forgive me if I say it wrong, and you can correct me in the comments whenever you listen to if if you do end up listening. But you were mentioning that oh, I wonder if Hild will actually contribute to the to the voyage or the group. That'd be great if she's the engineer. And yeah, it turns out she's that's exactly what she's doing. Yeah, she's helping them build an oar or not an oar. What was it? it was a rudder. A rudder. Yeah. So, and, and doing various other things to help the group. So yeah, she still has this um, goal of you know, being the one to kill Thorfinn or you, she, well, I guess it's, it's more so keeping an eye on him mm. um, right now. Right. But at the same time, she's pulling her weight and really contributing to um, this voyage. So that's going to be a great asset for yeah. sure. Absolutely. I wonder what she thought about Thorfinn getting married. Like, ah. the relationship, maybe she wasn't, I don't know, maybe she didn't care or maybe she wasn't keen on. But the marriage and seeing him just kind of leading a normal life, like, what what does she think about this two years or so after, hmm. it's probably more than two years, uh, after first meeting, re-meeting Thorfinn again? <laughs> right. And I'm not talking yeah. romantically. I, no, no, I... <laughs> I understand. Obviously, that whole thing is not not uh, applicable. No, it's and all in Gudrid's head. <laughs> yeah, Gudrid, Gudrid is just worried for no reason. Yeah, I I really think Hild could care less about that. Mm. Um, but is she upset that he's found a form of happiness or he's living a good life? Right. Um, yeah. I yeah. wonder. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I I've also been wondering. Yeah, what's going on inside her head exactly? Like, because mm-hmm. a lot of the time she is just, you know, this strong, silent type. And, you know, we don't really get to know her thoughts too much. Although there was the part in this book when she when she did kind of speak up and she, well, we understand that she really didn't like it when Thorfinn spoke about, you know, the sword's magic yeah. power that makes people want to use it and stuff like that. And uh-huh. so I, I thought it was nice to see her take action there and like speak her mind there. And I understand her totally. Uh, like I think her her well, emotion there is totally fair. However, I also don't think Thorfinn really meant for it to sound like he was blaming everything on the sword. Like, um, yeah, like that wasn't his intention for it to mean to come up that way. But I I still understand her like why she, or how she would interpret it that way and stuff like that. 
and to get upset for that, I think makes sense as well. Like she she's in her rights. Yeah, I mean, obviously she's in a state where she is struggling to fully forgive Thorfinn. So saying something like that would definitely make her upset. Uh, but you know, at that point, Thorfinn was just waxing poetic. Of course, he's not saying that the sword is the one that's talking. And oh, the the sword is the one that did it, not me. You right. Know? Yeah. Right. I mean, I understand both of them in that scene. Absolutely. I just just uh, wish for the situations to become better, better between the two of them. Right. I. Yeah. I. I want Hill to move on. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. To not hold this grudge, and I and I know that's really hard to say. Mm. But you know, Thorfinn had a had a terrible thing happen to him too, and yet he's been trying to move on, and he's done terrible things. So it's a little it's a little different, and and he became a monster in in and of itself. But he eventually moved on from his revenge and started yeah. to seek peace. And I think Hill needs to get there, and I'm hoping that this voyage will help her do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Part of what's helped Thorfinn is maybe getting a family. And I'm not saying he'll need to do that. Like, she can be an independent woman if she wants. Like, I don't yeah. want to imply that you need a relationship. But maybe her her family could be just the, the village that they create. Or, I don't know, just, I guess, being finding a, a, a grander purpose. Mm. Maybe, that's, maybe that's what it is. And maybe right. that's being the engineer for their village. But hey, yeah. she wants to find a family too that's totally totally fine with me absolutely <laughs> i'm 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 a, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff <laughs> it's, it's also fine if she doesn't because she's never really had that desire to begin with right or well i guess we don't know like again like we don't know much about her like inner feelings well like, in her in her backstory like mm. she they, they were like oh you gotta get you gotta get start thinking about getting married or something like that and she's True. like oh i don't want Dad, Dad, I don't have to do that. He's like, no, you can just stay around and chill with the boys or, or something like that. <laughs> right. No, yeah. No, but like, okay, yeah, that, that is a good point. Although, to be fair, people do change, especially over yes. those years, like from childhood into adulthood. Like, You're right. People can change a lot. But but, but that is still a good, a good point, though. I have one more thing about Hild. She, there's a moment where Gudrun noticed that she laughed at a, at a certain point. Yeah. But... It was, it was kind of like a, a fleeting one, like, you know, she, and it was, it was surprising. Yeah. And I wondered, like, why? Why did she laugh? Because yeah. it didn't feel like what was said was particularly funny. I, I'm going to go back real quick. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, maybe it actually is a little comedic where, what's his name? Igar? Ivar? Ivar. He's like reasoning with Thorfinn. He's like, yeah, uh-huh. I totally see. It's like that. Oh, my gosh. You haven't seen SpongeBob. There's this meme where uh, Patrick is talking to Man Ray and Man Ray's like, look, I have this wallet. In this wallet is your picture. Yep. I found this ID in this wallet. Yep. You know, uh-huh. if this ID was in your wallet, then this must be your wallet. Sounds uh. good to me. Then take it. It's not my wallet. You know, like <laughs> you probably you probably don't understand, but people who have seen SpongeBob or that meme, because it's a quite famous meme. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about. That's exactly what this interaction is. Like, he's like, you understand this all right? Yep. So we need to bring a sword. Nope. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, the, I, I mean... probably should have saved that discussion. But the point <laughs> is, he he gets frustrated and he and he pulls out his sword. Mm-hmm. And that is, I guess, that is kind of a funny moment where they're like they're holding him back. 
Yeah, yeah. I yeah, precisely. I can see that also as a bit comedic. <laughs> so is that is that why she laughed? Like did she find that humorous? I mean, I could see that and I think I think you I think that could also be seen as uh, another little sign of her character development kind of yeah like we, we know that she has been starting to warm up to the people and helping out and stuff like that so like being well relaxed enough to l- like well to be able to laugh at things you know that that might be a sign of that too yeah that's that's what i'm hoping so i would love to see hild laugh in the next book like you know actually like see her just genuinely laugh and smile and just yeah just just kind of not be a, a downer. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you could be whatever you want, but I don't know. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I want her to be happy, you know. Yes, to find happiness. A, find like a satisfying lifestyle or whatever, you know. Yeah. Very well. Let's move on to Bug Eyes. I love how he, he really seemed to like the fashion down in Miklagard. <laughs> he brought clothes from there. <laughs> That was nice. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to go with him to Vinland. And he also doesn't want Leif to go there. And he was pretty firm about that. Uh, because, well, Leif is old and he is injured, which, you know, I think it's fair. I, th- I think it's t- totally fair for Bugeyes to feel that way. Yeah. About basically his, his father, you know, to be... Well, to, to, yeah, to not want his father, who is old and injured, to be in dangerous situations like that, I think is, is ultimately totally fair. I can't say I'm surprised that he doesn't want to go. Yeah. But I still wonder if he's going to end up going anyway. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like maybe we didn't see him on one of the ships and maybe he ended up just somehow there for whatever reasons that we'll f- figure out later or maybe he really is staying behind. I don't know. Yeah. But either way I do think he was able to convince Leif to stay in retirement. Yeah, like, I kind of hope he was able to convince him to do that. Although, if for some reason Leif does go along, then surely Bug Eyes will too. But, oh, yeah, for sure. But I could also see... I mean, I, I yeah, I, I could also see possibly that Bug Eyes would go along without Leif anyway, for whatever reason. Something will have to happen between now and then, but, yeah. Because, I, I don't know, I just feel like, for the story, like, it would be a shame to leave Bug Eyes behind. And like to leave him out of the story. Yeah. So I do hope he joins eventually anyway. Yeah. I can see him getting a guilty conscience and Mm. ended up joining them. Right. Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah. Anything more on him? No. Then let's talk about Ivar. Very stubborn about keeping his sword. And, (laughs) you know, I thought it was really, like, cool. Like, like he he is, like, he he is all about his sword. Like, his sword is, like, his identity, kind of. And I love how that was also reflected on his character design, how he has earrings that are shaped like swords. (laughs) Uh, So I thought that was kind of funny. But, like, he he would rather keep his sword than get a chance to be free from Halfdan and get his own farm. Like, that's how much he loves his sword. He's got some interesting markings, and so does friends. Oh, yeah, like are the, those, t- the, the face tattoos? Or? Are those tattoos? Or I are think they... so. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I wasn't I wasn't sure, like, exactly the, you know, the cultural significance of that. Like, was it face tattoos or just, like, you know, war paint? Or I, I don't know. Like, what the... Ah, ah, right. I mean, I guess I don't know for sure, but I, I'm quite sure that tattoos were a thing uh, in the Viking culture. So 
I just assumed it was tattoos. Gotcha. But he and his guys are are smuggling swords onto the ship anyway, even though they aren't supposed to. And yeah, I will say I'm actually pretty happy about this because I think it's gonna make for some great drama and great developments further down the line. <laughs> I mean, it's really exciting. I'm just super excited about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, there's going to be some sort of drama behind it. That That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating that they, you know, weren't able to obey orders or whatnot. But you're right. It, it's going to be an, an entertaining um, series of events, I feel. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just really just hope it doesn't end up they provoke the natives in some way. That would uh, be so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's reason to worry. Petter's like, yeah, that would be so frustrating. Oh, I hope it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, it, it, there is reason to worry about that. I think that's definitely something that sadly may have a good risk of happening. Mm-hmm. But come on, it's gonna be it's gonna be juicy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it can't. It can't be easy, right? No, no, it can't. Uh, I, I honestly think there's still like, I think it's been stated that this arc that we're probably like starting here. I think it's been announced like that is the final arc somehow. I think, but I, I somehow feel like there's, like, either that's not true entirely, or it's gonna be a longer arc than the other ones, or like I don't know. I feel like there's still a lot to get resolved and to be worked out and to kind of. Well, to get figured out, maybe. You but... think so? I feel like, I feel like, two or three books, which would be, you know, four or six volumes, mm. could end end it. Fair, actually, yeah, like six more volumes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That could probably work, actually. <laughs> um, I mean, look, if he goes for a pretty long time, sure. I mean, we're gonna be here till like 2026 or whatever. But <laughs> I wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. It will be. Mm. Moving on to the next character. Yeah. Then let's talk a little bit about Einar. Um, so, well, I really only have one little thing about him, and it's a little, it's a question, sort of. But uh, did I miss anything about Einar's goddess slash guardian deity? I, like, I'm, I'm with you too. Like, I was like, what is in that box? Yeah, like I didn't miss anything there, did I? I don't think so. But just wanted to double check with you. <laughs> Hey, maybe we both missed it. Um, <laughs> I mean, my first thought was, is that something to do with Arnhade? I don't know. Ooh, <laughs> like, ah, that's that's an interesting thought. But but what what would be put in the box? It was in the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's in the box? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess we haven't missed it. Or, like, I'm going to assume that we haven't missed it. Although, if we have, please let us know in the YouTube comments or in our Discord server. Please. 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 <laughs> uh, but for now, I'm going to assume that we haven't missed anything and that this is just supposed to be a little bit of a mystery for now. Uh, but I'm, exi- I'm ex- excited to see whatever it might be. Another thought I had was, like, wheat. But, like, why would they have to be gentle with the wheat? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... It could be like a, a statue, a bear statue, because he is <laughs> the bear professor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one is less likely. <laughs> I like it, though. <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, anyway, do you have anything else on Einar? No. He really has been a, like it's just a sidekick uh, for like a good long while now. Like, yeah. Nothing really big at all, sadly. But he will be the big wheat guy in Vinland, so hopefully he'll 
get more of a role. But yeah, I hope. Hmm. Yeah, I hope he has more of a focus. Yeah. Um, at least more to do in in the next uh, arc. Definitely hope so too. But let's talk a bit about Ilva next. I think she was largely like a comic relief character in this book, and I guess Absolutely. she has been yeah. uh, previously as well uh, to a big extent. But uh-huh. uh, there were there were some funny moments. Like, um, well, I think one kind of subtle funny moment that I thought was during the wedding. There's a panel of her just nervously shaking hands with Halfdan, and I I, I just thought that was so <laughs> yeah. funny to see that. <laughs> well, I I just also like her. Just worry for two years that Halfdan was gonna come and wage war on on her family. Yeah, and since so you're just paranoid about that, I I, mm. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, and they start shooting arrows at Thorfinn's ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Um, and after hearing Cordelia's story, mm. she she started like you know you know. Suddenly, he's throwing out burns at, yeah. at half dead. You know, <laughs> yeah, that was that was so funny. I, I was so confused that it was happening. It's like, what is going on? Yeah, is like it? who who is saying this? <laughs> yeah, and then you see the battle. I was like, oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> then let's talk briefly about Orm next. The guy who Sigurd has been referring to as Fatty this whole time. Oh okay. Um, because he we learned that his name is Orm. We finally got their names. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, the, exactly. The whole names. the whole group. But but I mean, Orm is like the main guy out of them, obviously. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, what I think is a little funny is that Orm, in Swedish and I assume also Danish and Norwegian, means snake. Uh. So yeah, that's kind of funny, especially since we already had another character who was referred to as snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Snake was that guy's fake name, and this guy's actual name is Orm. So like, it's it's kind of turned around. But uh, and actually, quick little trivia on the, that word. Um, that is actually a word that does, or like, or a changed version of it, as you know, as times have changed, exists in the English language today. Actually, uh, a word from when the Danish Vikings were uh, worm. Worm, exactly. Yeah, um, which is funny. Obviously, it doesn't mean the same thing these days no. but obviously there's a sim there's a similarity obviously snakes and worms um and how um yeah that's a remnant like well, one of the many remnants from the time when the danish vikings occupied uh, england that's kind of fun or well not fun maybe but it's interesting <laughs> fun <laughs> occupations fun oh great <laughs> but yeah yeah anything else on him though Nah, just I, I just noted that we finally got their names and yeah, you know they're they're good as, friends. As I've said every time, yeah, they're good friends, good yeah. bros. <laughs> Great, bro- the best bros. Um, then a little bit about Leif Erikson, and the only th- little thing I got is really a little bit of a shout out to myself for a prediction, oh. a little very very kind of sort of meaningless prediction I made. I think last time I said that I think he's gonna walk with a cane. <laughs> Which he literally does on the <laughs> I first. I totally missed that. He does on the first panel we see him. He's coming with, with a you cane. You predicted that? Wow. Hey, I'll, I'll applaud that. I'll applaud that. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, that's all I got, though. I have nothing. I think I kind of already mm. stated. Fair, right. Oh, yeah, we talked about him on uh, Bug Eyes. Uh, then. If we have anything on Carly, I just want to just you know shout out to Carly. You know he he speaks now. Yeah. And he's so adorable. 
like oh my gosh yeah <laughs> he, um, he he has interesting sleeping positions <laughs> yeah he does. I that was funny yeah yeah i know i think uh it's cute to see him growing up like that it really is it really is it's gonna be great to maybe see him grow some more well i don't have anything on Halyard, but do you of course i do awesome okay great yeah I mean... <laughs> who do you take me for um <laughs> uh, or should I say Hal? Like, yeah, uh, that's right. A, that's her name. Yes, yes. Um, her part is somewhat brief, but I, I love her and Sigurd's friendship, their relationship. Yes. It was something that I did not expect to get expounded on at all. Um, I, honestly, I thought, I mean, I, I did kind of ha- have the suspicion that Sigurd would go back to her and that they would, you know, kind of be happy and that kind of situation because obviously Gudrid was not going to go back, you know, marry Sigurd, right? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, or stay married, I guess. Right. But this kind of added an extra layer to it, to the whole situation of who she is and, and why she, she cares so deeply for um, Siggy. So I, I like that. Yeah. But, you know, I've, and I felt bad for her before, but she got her man in the end. Yeah. I love it. I love how she loves him, even without the family wealth. You know, that's that's true love like mm-hmm. that. For sure. <laughs> Her scary face when <laughs> he was describing like Gudrid, like you know how she was free. And she's, she's like, "How dare you speak about that woman?" Yeah, with all those sharp teeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, in the end, she kind of like pressured him to call her her tre- uh, call her his treasure, and I, mm-hmm. I, you know, <laughs> I mean, look, she was helping him, like I, and she's waited for him. I think she deserves that much. <laughs> yeah, and and plus, plus, I think it also became i think i honestly i will say i in the moment i was like slightly doubtful about whether or not sigurd felt the same way about her but i oh, think really? I, yeah like a little bit but i thought it became clear like pretty shortly thereafter and especially when they came yeah. back um with the child and everything i think it became pretty clear that they were both in a great place and that their love was mutual so yeah it's awesome yeah it was great and just seeing them together and having that 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 baby boy, like, ah, uh, it was mm. so precious. Totally, yeah. <laughs> Great. And uh, just a brief shout out to the cover. It, it oh, it's yeah. so simple, but I, I just like how they're like cheering Siggy on. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something cute and adorable about that. It's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Cool, cool. Then moving into the final bit. Anything we got on predictions? I wrote down. How would how would like to run farm in Vinland? What does that mean? <laughs> it's like I had a stroke. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait. That is funnier than I thought it would be. Uh, oh, oh, I, I remember now. Oh, oh, it's oh. a typo. Ah. It's a typo in the book. Oh, oh, uh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I I must have missed that. It's it's when I'm I'm going to it right now. Ah. Thorfinn is trying to convince Halfdan to free Cordelia. Mm. Um <laughs> Oh yeah, so so um he's explaining like how, how it's it's you can't really ten fields here in in, in in Iceland is terrible. And Thorfinn's like, Halfdan, how would like to run farm in Vinland? Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> uh, oh, it's oh, so funny. Uh, it's, it's such an unfortunate typo. I mean, it just sounds like nonsense. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm seeing it now too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just uh, missed it, a word. Uh, yeah, just one word. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> it, it sounds like he's having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, it's not that funny. And yet it, I'm losing my mind. I'm so <laughs> no, sorry. It, 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 especially <laughs> the way he like seeing his face along with it too like he's all <laughs> so, he's all confident and everything like how would like to self like, to, uh, run farm in <laughs> Vinland oh uh, well so I get at, at least uh, it worked <laughs> yeah he was convinced <laughs> uh, I think it's also the fact that I thought that I wrote it down and that, I, that was my thought <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what did I do? Uh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, will mother stay alive? Uh, like, I think I've asked this quite a oh, few times. Yeah, you have been mentioning this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm adamant about this. No, uh, I'm surprised she's been alive this because every time that she's, she was brought up to Thorfinn, it's like, oh, your mother is not doing well. I mean, lately like, we fine. haven't really heard that though, right? Like, no, not not lately. Not lately. Mm -hmm. Like, it, maybe, and maybe it's because Thorfinn came back and now she's like, oh my gosh. I'm right. <laughs> I doubt that's the case, but. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, maybe she's just doing better physically, health-wise. Health yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. And I, I guess I brought that up because could that be a reason why he leaves Vinland? He could just go back? But then, what mm. I don't know. Maybe that's not a good enough reason. Ah, uh. I mean, like, like go to the funeral or, or see the last moments. Like, yes, but he would just go back to Vinland after that, right? I, I don't know. Right. I mean, at least based on how things are looking right now, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Although he, well, yeah, as we talked about, and as he mentioned, like, people in Vinland, probably him included, will probably be making trips back to Iceland from time to time, regardless. Uh, like for other reasons, perhaps. Yeah. But yeah, I guess remains to be seen. One thing I thought about in the last scene, like when they're embarking, is that we there's a couple of characters that we don't really see there, um, like whether on the harbor or on the ships, or well, I guess namely it's Leif and Bug Eyes. We don't see either of them, and that got me thinking that they're probably in Greenland at the moment, and that maybe we'll meet them there like on the way to Vinland like they'll uh, stop by talk to Leif and Bug Eyes maybe in Greenland if that's where they are right now and yeah potentially for Bug Eyes to join them then um because yeah I agree those two were that's missing point. then mm. I think somebody convinces Bug Eyes to go with him whether it's Leif or maybe Carly <laughs> um guilt trips him it's like you're not coming with us <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like oh exactly Hate you, stupid kid. <laughs> um, yeah, so I yeah, that's a good point. I totally forgot about where they were. So, mm. bug eyes will come in the next book. I that's a great prediction. Mm, yes. Um, I mean, whether whether he actually joins them or not is up in the air. But I, I think I think he still has more to give. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he has been growing as well. Like I've been enjoying. Like I wasn't right. crazy about him for quite a while, but really the past couple of books, I've I've really started liking his character a lot. I agree. I, I'm I'm right there too. Mm. I think about the. I don't know if it was, this was the last time that Iceland Greenland people were in Vinland, but I do recall that there were a interaction with the native people got violent at one point. 
Um, and I think that's what happened to Gudrid's first husband. Like he he died in in Vinland, right? Uh, exactly. Yes, that was mentioned. So I worry that the native people will be like, "Hey, we remember these guys. They're not so nice." Mm. Um, and that they'll start out being hostile. I mean, they they have every right to because they from their previous experiences, you know, learn from past mistakes. I guess so that that may end up being a hurdle that they have to get over. Yeah, um, and convince the native people that no, they're here for peace. Then of course. Um, Eve Otter's gonna mess it all up, I guess. But... <laughs> uh, yeah. Ooh, no, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's very exciting though. And in terms of how long, like, how long it's gonna take for the book to for like in the book for them to get to Vinland, like in the next book, I'm going to, I'm gonna go guess that they'll reach it in the second volume of the next book, like. In volume twenty-six, okay. it's gonna be my, or maybe that's too maybe that's too slow. Maybe they will reach it in the in the first book of, or the first volume of the next book. Actually, I don't know. I I don't know. What what do you think? <laughs> uh, I think it'd be a great ending point for the first volume. They mm. land on Vinland. It's like this is Vinland. Ah, dude. I can I can I you know I'm going to get behind you on that. I, I, I love that idea. <laughs> I could be wrong though. No, but, but it would know, be it would be it would be great. It would be a great feeling. It does make you wonder <laughs> what are they gonna fill in with the with that whole volume of stuff. I guess Bug Eyes will have maybe his moment in Greenland. Right. Yeah, I mean um, staying for a couple chapters in Greenland would be nice actually to see that geographic area for a bit. Plus, mm-hmm. I think maybe a couple chapters just on the ocean, uh, and like seeing oh, dude. What, what that's like, you know? What if we, well, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. But what if in Greenland, we also meet Gudrid's family? Like what have ever happened to them? Like she, sure, Gudrid married oh, into that's right. the Leif family, but what about her, you know, her sister? True. Or, or was her sister? I can't remember. Um, she had siblings. And... Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it could that, be that could be, that could be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I just keep forgetting that she is from Greenland here because the historical Gudrid is from was from Iceland, as far as I've understood it. Um, oh wait, a minute. so wait, am I wrong? No, it no, no you're from... you're right. In the manga, she is from Greenland. Okay. Or at least at least it's implied as much. But yeah, we're we're starting the Vinland saga for real now. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen the cover art for Volume Twenty Five, like the Japanese Volume Twenty Five, which would be like the next thing coming for us? Dude, no, I haven't. Would you like me to show you? Sure. Let's let's do it. I'll send the picture in the chat real quick. Oh, I'm excited now. And I'm hoping this will be the cover that they use for book 13. It looks like this. Oh my gosh. It's so cute, right? Oh, spoilers. Freaking Bug Eyes is there. Yeah, I know. It's maybe, although, I mean, maybe it's just Greenland. You know, maybe they just, maybe this... Images from Greenland. So for anyone who doesn't know, it's a picture of, like, a lot of characters. Like, we got basically the whole crews there, including Bug Eyes and, well, yeah, everyone that we went, everyone else that went on the ships with them, basically. And there's someone with a hood that I don't know who it is, like, to the yeah, right Yeah, who the there, crap is that? I don't know, but uh, maybe, I mean, yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll find out <laughs> in the next book, or in the next volume. I don't know if I should be, if I should laugh or feel sad that... Cordelia is kind of cut off there. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> that is, I mean, it's humorous, but it's also it's also sad. Okay, you know that's interesting. Um, this kind of does end the the dark brown hair debate for 
Gudrid. Oh yeah. Because here it's yeah, it's clearly just dark brown. I'm sorry, James. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I know how much you like black hair. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, I I, th- I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a cop out to give her dark brown hair instead of the black because I, I I looked it up and Nordic people can have black hair like. I mean, sure, that, sure. Like I a, guess like it's Raven just very rare, hair. though. Mm. Yeah, and that's why I, I kind of was hoping that that'd be the case, but it's okay. <laughs> fair, fair. I I mean, I'm happy because I like brown hair probably just as much as you like black hair. So. <laughs> in, 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 cer- in, cer- in certain places, like, her hair is darker. I, You know, it's kind of like a lighting thing. And, and in some cases, like, for the dark brown hair, depending on where the light is shined on their hair, it can be, like, you know, look lighter mm. or darker. You know what I mean? For so, sure, yeah, uh, you're right. That I guess it could. It's that kind of a situation, but it's still just dark brown hair. So mm. I will admit defeat, and that is fine. <laughs> all good, all good, very well. Um, do you have any closing words or thoughts on uh, this book or the series as a, as a whole? Yeah, gosh, I don't know where to put this on my list. It, it it's toe to toe with Attack on Titan for me, and, and allow me just to say that Attack on Titan had so many mind-blowing moments and and had a for me a a satisfying ending and there's just so many highs in that story that i don't know does vinland saga top that i I have been thinking about that so hard vinland saga just overall is maybe consistently a great but it's hard to compare (laughs) because they're two like different takes on on storytelling where vinland saga yes has a lot of action but it's also very philosophical Mm-hmm. And I mean that has to do with Yukimura's writing, of course, but I value its its take on world views and you know the yeah. art and everything like that. But then I also value Tag on Titans like storytelling and the reveals and um the character arcs and the and the tragedy of it all. So it's hard for me to put to say one is better than the other. Like one day mm-hmm. I could say, yeah, Vinland is the is the best manga I've read. But then I can turn around and be like, ah, oh, no, Attack on Titan. It's better. Like, it, <laughs> it's hard. So that's where I'm at. And I, I, I think in a previous discussion, you've put Attack on Titan lower on yours. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Vinland Saga surpassed Attack on Titan by, like, volume 16 or so for me. Mm-hmm. But it, um, I think last time after the 22nd volume, I had a hard time choosing between whether or not I liked Vinland Saga or Kaguya-sama Love is War more. Like, th- those mm. two were kind of fighting for my first spot then. But after volume 24 here, or like the first, yeah, 12 books, Vinland Saga has hands down become my, my number one manga. It, yeah, it's that good. Yeah. For me, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I am just so happy with it. <laughs> it's it's so, so good. All I'm going to say is... If there was a kiss scene with Thorfinn and Gudrid, it would have been number one without a doubt. Okay, that's it. That's I'm gonna say. That's a, I said it. I said, and I, and I don't regret it. So, so, so when that happens, if that happens, and and if he nails it, and uh, it, you know, they right, nail fair. It. That's fair. That's fair. Mm, yeah, it's gonna be well, well executed too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm yeah. such a dork. <laughs> well, it's it's good. It's good. You gotta embrace embrace all of that. But it's amazing. Like the story has been amazing, and right, just so many, so many elements to it that I that I adore. Absolutely, and even though it's going to be rough now, having to wait for book thirteen, yeah, I am still, I'm still very happy that we're caught up with it now. Um, well, caught up with the English physical books at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, feels great, 
And, you know, from here on out, we, we're gonna be starting something else pretty soon, since we don't have a, like, a manga to be catching up on anymore. So, uh, I hope our listeners are looking forward to whatever that's gonna be. I mean, we know what it's gonna be, but you guys don't know yet. But, uh, but yeah, that's exciting. And, with that all said, if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel, Umami Manga, on YouTube. If you liked this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about volumes 25 and 26. Bye-bye! See you later! See you later, in December, probably. Yes, I think that's possibly it. Or at least Amazon says so. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Amazon never lies.